Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Welcome in, folks. It is another edition of Line to Gain here on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. I am the big O, Jerry Ostrowski, down here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We're getting ready to get real cold down here, too. You're not going to introduce uh, me today? Can I get to it? Oh. I, <laughs> my goodness. <sighs> All right. I just thought we were starting off with a bang. <laughs> no, we, I was leading into it. Okay. I was going okay. to say that my... What I normally say, my sister from another <laughs> mister is getting ready to be a lot colder than I am yes. in Buffalo. And she is Sarah Christine down in Fort Lauderdale. But she will be going to Buffalo tomorrow morning at 630 because she thought she was going to be slick and yeah. get there early to miss the weather system. But it sounds like she could have left on Saturday morning anyway. But... It sounds like it. So <laughs> now I'm uh, paying for it. Uh, all the all the travel that I do, at least I have points to book the extra hotel room night. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought that I might, I wasn't going to miss my streak or the game because of, you know, the snowstorm. So I was just like, you know what, let me be safe. Let me come in the day early and, you know, sit in the hotel and do nothing. So. <laughs> I mean, what the hell's, what the hell's personal safety, right? I mean, I mean, <laughs> you know, you got to keep a streak alive. I mean, respect the streak to hell with personal safety hey, and hey, frostbite you, and being in the cold and snow. Do you remember what I, I I went to the Chicago game last year, mm-hmm. which was negative, uh, you know, uh, negative, um, I think eleven degrees was the um the the wind chill. Um, I went to the uh, went to Buffalo last year and had to go over to Detroit for the back to back Detroit game. Um, against uh. Who was it against Cleveland? I think it was against Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. So I have, uh, I've definitely not thought about my personal safety at times when it comes to this. And then not to, to mention, I got, um, I get stuck in Chicago, finally decided instead of after four days of me being stuck there and it couldn't fly out, decided to drive back to Buffalo, you know, with all that snow on the ground. So yeah, but uh, got to keep the streak alive. Like you said. <laughs> well, hey, if you're in, uh, if you're watching on X, or some people still call it Twitter, if you're watching yeah, on Facebook, better. jump over to YouTube, jump in the comments like the Trek reviewer Josh Vaughn. Um, I know I saw Richard Rush up there; he always comes on in and joins us. But head on over to the comments, join the show. We got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk Steelers. We're going to talk Miami. We're going to talk. Well, we're not going to talk Miami. I guess we could talk Miami a little bit. We will talk a little bit about Miami. There's some things I wanted to talk about on the All Twenty Two, but. Um, we'll talk Steelers. I, it's something happened today that I'm I'm finding really, really interesting. And I wanted your opinion of this, okay. Sarah. 
And I'll get to that in a second. But we got a big game this weekend, wild card weekend. Bills, hey, they do what a lot of people thought that they couldn't do. They get in the playoffs. Not only in the playoffs, man, they're the second seed. They win the division. They beat Miami last week. Really, really good game. Um, You were there. And before we break that game down, I wanted to ask you this question. So there's a lot of people that, I don't know, I guess the term I would use would be butthurt. But there's a local bar in Buffalo mm-hmm. that is hosting yep. a Steelers party, right? Yep, Riverworks. Okay. Ain't this the same damn thing we do every week? But oh, instead so of one you, you haven't seen you haven't seen my post then. Instead of one bar, we we like take over like 10, right? Yeah, it's, I literally post I literally week. yeah, I literally just posted that about an hour ago. Um I I said, you know, come on now, Mafia. I travel every week to these games. Every week when we're in a different city, we take over a bar with either right. Bills backers or fans of Buffalo. We have a welcome party every week. Last weekend, just last weekend, we didn't just take over one bar. Right. We took over a whole block of bars, which was like <laughs> six or seven in a row. And we rented out one whole bar from two o'clock to six uh, to six o'clock yes. so for four hours. So you couldn't even enter it unless you had paid. You wouldn't have known to pay unless you were part of Bill's backers. So this is ridiculous. We should be applauding the fact that they are bringing money into the economy in Buffalo. That is why you want Super Bowls. That's why you want, you know, the the draft. That's what you want to – that's away games, period. Um, The one great thing about it is is having people come into your city and – Trust me, Buffalo hotels are not $400 a night normally. They're right. $400 to $700 a night during a, you know games where they know that the fan base for the other team is going to travel. Pittsburgh's down the street technically to, to Buffalo. And the other thing is this. It's not like you can hate the Steelers all you want, but Steelers fans aren't jackasses. They're good people. Mm-hmm. They're a lot like a couple. people in Buffalo, <laughs> right? Right, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, you know... I don't, it's not like we got, I, I don't get it. I mean, I, I, it was, you know, and, and our boy, our boy, Jer, Jeremiah posted some stuff about it. That's where I saw it. Oh, I didn't see, I didn't see that. So I, yeah, you know. well, he, he said the same thing we're saying. Like, oh, okay. Hell, I was like, sorry, your, Jer. Yeah. Like what the hell is your problem? If you, you know, Hey, go, if you like it, don't go, whatever. Right. I mean, like if you made t-shirts. And, okay, so I'm going to actually, and I I try not to publicize, you know, to politicize anything as much as possible. One day I'm walking, you know, down the street and I'm going into a game. And this guy is, you know, decked out in, you know, Dolphins gear and everything like that. Everything. And he's literally selling not Dolphin stuff. He's selling Bill stuff and Jet stuff. And I'm like... He's like, you got to sell what, you know, what works. And he's like, and look at this one. And he pulls out a shirt that says, you know, that's a MAGA shirt and says, make America great again. And granted, like this guy was, you know, was a black guy right. trying to hustle on the street. I'm like, do what you can to make the money. You are not going to turn away the business. You are just not. So it's, I think it's, it's called, so stupid that they're, right. that anyone has a problem with it. And I'm I'm yelling right now, so I'm sorry. It's it's called being an entrepreneur, right? That's what you want to do. It's capitalism at its finest. But anyway, I just wanted to touch base real quick on that. And I'm glad we have the same viewpoints. But Bills go down to Miami. They win last week 21-14. 
sweep the Dolphins, finish 11 and six, win the AFC East. Josh Allen, um, uh, I mean, 30 of 38, 359 yards, two passing it touchdowns. It did not feel like that either, by the way. Right. I know it didn't. It, it was it was wild. It did not feel that way. But then he's also the leading rusher in the game, uh, 15 <laughs> for the Bills anyway, not for the game, but for the Bills, 15 rushes, 67 yards. Um, Cooks had 13 for 36. Receiving, I think we're starting to see a trend, folks. Uh, Shakir comes with six receptions, 105 yards. Dig seven for 87. Um, it's good to see him back involved again. Kincaid, seven for 84. Um, you know, Sherfield, a former Miami Dolphin, he has three for 24. And then also the toe tap touchdown, Knox with a touchdown. Just to, just to, other than the absolute, I don't even know how to describe some of the, it's almost like, I don't even know how to describe some of the interceptions he throws now. And I've gotten numb to it. I, I say I got numb to it. I mean, Joe Miller will tell you I haven't gotten numb to it. Spence will tell you I haven't gotten numb to it because <laughs> I was blowing their phone up during the game. Hell, I think I probably was blowing your phone up too. But it's just, it's amazing to me. It, it's just, it's just organized chaos with this, with this offense and with him as quarterback. And the yeah. stuff he does athletically is it's second to none. I mean, the guy is amazing. He's an amazing athlete. He makes unbelievable plays, but my God, can he make dumb plays? The yeah, first I interception think, was ridiculous. Well, I think both interceptions were um, miscommunication. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, sorry to Gabe's mom. Uh, sorry, sorry, to, you know, sorry to Jer. Who else is a, a, a Gabe Davis apologist? I, I damn sure don't think that was miscommunication because I'm just telling you there was no. I mean, he didn't have his eyes on Gabe Davis long enough for it to be miscommunication. Okay. Well, I mean, when I rewatched it again, like the just them looking at each other afterwards, I, I felt like Gabe um was supposed to do something else and he didn't. But that well, I, I mean this? can I ask this? Of course. Didn't he get wide ass open in the end zone? Who he Gabe? The, yeah, he should. But he had the, the, the ball was already out of Josh's hand. He he made the appropriate move. I just Again, that's the only other thing that drives me absolutely insane. The ball's insane. already out of your hand. You were supposed to go left and you go right, and the ball's already the ball, out of the ball. The the piece. I mean, why would he go? Why would he go left in that in that scenario when everybody was running to the right side of the field, clearing that part of the field? I, it was it, to me there was no miscommunication. To me, it was a terrible play by the quarterback. And then we have the second interception, which. Again, Josh apologists like to call, oh, it was a smart, it was a punt. No, it wasn't. It was a damn another interception. Yeah. He threw another pick. Yeah, that one, what what I hate is that we, you know, we went for it on fourth down and, um, you know, we could have potentially had three points. I know we were pretty far away um, for a field goal. Um, And in the end, that it actually gave us better field position. So (laughs) I, the... The Josh Allen apologist, it, it was actually better for us for him to throw that that interception um, because of the starting field position. And if we would have, uh, you know, went, we would have been, uh, you know, lost to downs and turnover and downs. Sorry. Um, I think we would have been on like the 32 or 33 versus or actually I think it was worse than that. I think it was like 37 because I want to say it was a 54 yard field goal. Um, so we would have been on, say, the 37 versus the 25. So. You know, but the deal with it ended up being a 
a good thing. The deal with Gabe, though, however, is Gabe can't do anything. He can't do it. He's become that guy. Gabe can go onto the field. He ran onto the field wrong. Gabe can line up. He lined up. Everything Gabe does is wrong. So he's never going to get the benefit of the doubt, ever. Ever. Right. And, you know, but my other problem is this. And, and Daryl, you want to bring that up. I'll, I'll call all of these on it. If you're in the huddle. Well, read it. Read it before so people know it. He says, I think I think that first was, I looked like it looked like a zero blitz. I think Gabe was supposed to get to the sticks and stop. The ball was definitely out of Josh's hand before jo- Jeff broke inside. I I don't I don't until you're in the meetings, until you're in the huddle. Obviously, none of us know, but there's nothing that guy can do. Nothing, zero. It's either a touchdown or he's wrong. So you're not going to have this issue next year because they're not going to re-sign Gabe. They don't have the money to do it. Even if they want to sign them, they don't have the money to do it. So you're not going to have this problem. So you have to find somebody else to, to, to become the scapegoat for the quarterback when he makes a bad play. Because as good as he is, he does some damn boneheaded stuff. The fumble was boneheaded too. I mean, how can a guy that's 6'5 and hang, have three guys hanging on him and throw the ball 80 yards be a fumble, a, a guy that fumbles the ball all the time? That's an issue as well. Um, then the play down there where we didn't throw the ball into the end zone, we lose three points. That's poor clock management. That's poor game management. But even with those plays, those four plays, an absolutely and the phenomenal to- performance by him. And another and overthrow. The, and the overthrow to, to – I think I tweeted it um, at halftime. I'm like, you know – even with this, this, and that, like, we've literally left 20. I was like, and take your pick on this one, 21 points on the, you know, on the, on the board. So uh, off the board, I should say, um, you know, even just the, the, the pass at the end to um, at the end of the half um, to uh, Ty Johnson, you know, if, if Ty's not across that, that line, ju- even throwing it is, um, is risky because you're going to, you run the risk of not, uh, not being able to get another playoff. So, um, you know, but, but cooks or cook, you got me calling them cooks now. Cause you always put it with the S Sorry. at the end. Uh, <laughs> cook, uh, he dropped a, a sure handed, pretty much a sure handed touchdown. Um, and like we said, uh, Diggs was wide open. Um, and then the two, the two interceptions. So, I mean, realistically, uh, the bills could have been up big time, uh, going yeah. into half and, and we weren't. Think- so we, we were beating ourselves again. And I think, Sarah, that's my biggest problem. I think it's the fact that he mismanages the offense out of points with some of the stuff he does. And that's that's where I have an issue. Because a lot of times, especially in the playoffs, and things get tight, three points are a big deal. So, anyway, take away the four points. Absolutely phenomenal performance by him. The third and 13 run was as good of a play as I've seen all season long by him. It's probably a top 10 play by him so far in the league. Getting 13 yards on a rush when you needed it was was crazy. That run right. was was absolutely phenomenal. So again, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. There is what no I, other quarterback I'd rather have than him. That's for sure. I think what what irks me a little bit is um, when you look at his uh, statistics and everything. Um, you know, Lamar right now is pretty much. You know, everyone says he's the leader, the leader for MVP. Lamar's turn um plays that um could equate to a turnover uh is like 2.5%. Josh is a three. So it's not much of a difference. Um it, it so it kind of it bothers me that you know everyone 
constantly um, gets on uh, on Josh's turnovers. We all hate them. But yes, at the same time, I think three or four of them were um, either a tip ball or a fourth down um, punt, you know, like, you know, that we we hate to call it. Um, they're still turnovers. I know that they're still marking them down as turnovers. Um, you know, people are like Josh's touchdowns have went down this year. Well, his his freaking rushing touchdowns have skyrocketed, you know, so you got to look at both. You got to take it all together at the same time. And granted, I know Josh is running in the touchdown instead of Cook. Um, you know, Cook only had, I think, two or three touchdowns this year um, on the ground. So, you know, Josh has been kind of taking them. But uh, like like you said, there's no other quarterback I'd rather have. Um, I just I wish some of the, the silly mistakes went away. I think that that's probably, Sarah, why he's not considered the MVP. Um, say what you will. And believe me, I mean, I'm looking at the comments right now. There's guys that are it's, you know, nothing he does is wrong. But when you look at the MVP race, you look at different things. Um, there are certain there's certain things that they look at. And I mean, there was the, the stretch of poor play that we had before we went on the run. And then also some of the bad turnovers. I mean, those those affect votes. Those affect people's opinions of you. And especially when it seemed like there was a national narrative there for about two to three weeks. I'd say two weeks, probably three or four weeks of, of nonstop talk about Josh Allen and his carelessness with the football. But, you know. Yeah, but he wasn't that far off from some of the other, um, you know, the other um you know, people in the discussion at the times, you know, at Jalen Hurts was that it was, you know, discussion at the at the time. And I'm going to put two in there because it pisses me off that no one questions the fact that two has fumbled the ball like 14 times. It's just he's lucky enough that his team gets it back for him. And I think that it's only been lost like five times. So that means like nine times he's lost the ball. And luckily someone else has jumped on it. So he right. could have nine more turnovers. But even if those turnovers don't count as a turnover, they're still, you know, causing either a loss of yardage, a loss of down. So it just, it, it's just, I feel like someone decided, you know, this is the year to pick on Josh Allen and let's, you know, let's dig into it. And I feel like it's continued the this whole season. Um, I feel terrible because I feel like statistically he's had um, a very good season. Um, he's like 89% of the Buffalo Bills offense. Um, you know, the, the scoring offense. So I feel like if anyone's an MVP, um, it, it would be him. Um, but he'll never, I don't think he'll ever get it. I don't think he'll get it. Um, but with all that being said, I think that, you know, Purdy, his supporting cast is just ridiculous. I don't think he should get it. Um, I think what Lamar has is also better than what Josh has. Um, so, you know, if anything, I would say that, um, you know, McCaffrey should be CMC should be um, the MVP if we're if we're going to go there and talk about that. But um, I, I would like to see Josh. I just know they won't pick him because of his turnovers, because everyone, you know, it's the first thing that comes out of their mouth. And, you know, that's kind of where I was getting with with the the narrative of him and his turnovers. I think I think that that. um um, oh my gosh, I can't believe Lamar. I think Lamar gets it because of the narrative of nobody wanting him as the quarterback and the long the long contract situation before he gets the deal. Then they have the record they do. So I'm saying that and, and it's kind of the this this outside noise that affects voters. 
there's a lot of people on his side right now. He won a lot of fans going through that, that contract situation and coming in for maybe less money that he thought he should get and ends up playing the way he is. It affects people's votes. And I think that'll be a big thing as far as him. And um, I think he will ultimately uh, get the MVP, but looking on the other side of the field, another guy that was considered an MVP candidate, um, dismal performance, uh, uh, Tua Tagliaboa, he uh, 17 to 27, 173 yards. Uh, he did have a passing touchdown. He had two picks. Um, a chain had uh, 10 carries for 56 yards. They had the running game going in the first half. We can talk a little bit about that. Kind of watch some things and how we how we made adjustments. 101 yards in the in the first half, and then we stopped. Right. We we held them to right. seven yards in the second. And um, yeah. we can talk a little bit. I bet about that, Sarah, if you want. Uh, Tyreek Hill, seven catches for 82 yards. He did have a couple of big drops, and um, they had a few other guys show up. Um, I don't know how you pronounce it, Smythe or Smith, three receptions, 30 yards. Wilson, one for 24. So um, Dolphins held pretty much to nothing in the second half by our defense, and I think that's where the onus needs to lie. As good as Josh's numbers were, minus the turnovers, our defense played absolutely lights out in the second half, and and they played well in the first half too. I know they gave up some rushing yards, but they made the adjustments. Hold the Dolphins at home to fourteen points. I mean, that's a huge performance. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I I wasn't happy with a, a couple of you know, a couple of the no calls, and then a couple of you know, um, I'm actually more upset with the no calls than I am with some of the the actual calls lately. Um, you know, if you're going to let them play through certain things, I feel like you got to let that, that consistency, you know, consistently go throughout the game. And I don't feel like it always does. Um, but yeah, I think the defense played well. We had, you know, we had a couple of, um, I, I want, don't want to say really like long drives, but, um, they did have a couple of long drives, um, in the second quarter, which is how they went up the, the 14 points, but that's, you know, all, it doesn't help that we had the, the turnovers <laughs> to get them there. But I'll you, tell you what, the defense lights out in the second half. Were you by the um were you by the awful ass? Were you sitting down there where the awful knocks non-call was? Um that should have been PI. I mean it should have been. Um, but no, I'm trying to think. Support for this podcast comes from Smart Water. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. I'm tr- I can't remember. Um, what I was down by the end zone, so... Um... I had actually, you know, I didn't have the greatest seats uh, this week, but um, I was like 19 rows up uh, on the goal okay. line. Okay. Um, I don't remember if if not, but it should have been pass interference. I I watched it twice on the the screen, um, and you know, everyone, even the Dolphins fan in front of me was like, "Yo, we got away with that one." <laughs> so. Hey, um, when you look at when you look at the Bills and you look at the what the Dolphins did in the first half in the rushing in their rushing attack. And then the bills take it away in the second. Um, 
noticing watch, I don't know if you got a chance to watch the all 22 very much, but the, the no, Dolphins I do really, the game, but not the all 22 this week. They do a really, really good job of, of getting leverage with motion, quick motions, traps, things like that. They get leverage to where they out leverage our defense. Our defensive ends were getting pinned inside. Um, they were running a lot of, and I, I also thought there was one call. You, I don't think you're allowed, you're not allowed to blindside anybody, which meant I was, I was surprised they didn't call a crack block down inside on one of those runs in the first half. Um, our defender had his back turned and got cleaned by a receiver. There was but, one There was one blindside block that got called, but I think that was in the second half. Yeah, but I think that they did a really good job of adjusting our defensive ends and how they played the, how they played contain. And then our linebackers and our safety seemed to be playing a lot more lateral in the first half. And they changed things up to where when they saw that run, they were downfield, they were downhill, and they were causing that thing to not get to the line of scrimmage to bounce and almost slow it up by how they came downhill. That adjustment screwed the timing of things up and um, did a really good job of stopping the Dolphins run in the second half. I thought, I mean, seriously, defensively, I mean, they looked great. Um, the two yeah. picks. And the coolest thing about it was, okay, to me anyway, again, props to Bean, we had guys out there that we have not seen out there maybe ever. Yeah. And if they've been out there, they haven't been out there very much. Spectre, one of those. And then obviously, um, oh, who's my man? 31. Not, not Russell, Russell Douglas, not Russell, but 30. The guy who came in and played for Russell. Cam, Cam, Lu Cam Lewis. Isn't he 30? No. Who came in and played for Russell at corner? Was it Jackson? Oh, Dane Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Dane Jackson. But Dane's, 25 oh, I don't know. is he what I think so. I who think came so. in for Rasul played the, yeah I'm sorry I'm not I don't do numbers and I'm sketchy at names sometimes I'm usually really good at making me question myself now I'm gonna Dane, look. Dane Jackson his performance was great to have a guy like that a veteran presence a guy that's seen a lot a guy that doesn't get you know he doesn't get shaken or rattled by certain things and you know the first thing that happened he came in the game McDaniel went right at him I mean, they were throwing the, they were targeting him. They're going right at him. Uh, he did have a hold, but I thought he held his own. And between him and Spectre and the way they came no, and stepped right. up, Dane's I mean, 30. great job. I mean, yeah. great job. Dane's 30. Ty, Ty, uh, Tyrell Dotson's 25. And I didn't even need to look at that. I knew that because I was actually going to comment on Tyrell Dotson. Um, uh, to, in, in the preseason, I was like, he might be one of the people let go, you know? Um, right. And, I have to to say the first couple of weeks of the season, I was like, oh God, I don't want him on the field. I like, you know, I was I was perfectly content with uh with Klein being out there over him. Um I take it all back. I think Dotson has played very well. Um, you know, I mean, not saying he doesn't have some issues and some, you know, some he's had a couple of missed tackles um that drives us all crazy and stuff, but for the most part, he has played very well this season. Um so you know, I just kind of shots out to the depth that we have this year and, you know, what they're doing, um, you know, on defense. Uh, we've had so many people, you know, injured um, coming in and coming, you know, going out. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I was definitely impressed. I think the second half um, was probably my most impressed of this defense all season. I agree and with I, that. And, and, in Washington, don't get me wrong. I mean, Washington was what thirty something to three. Um, 
but that the quality of who we were playing was very different versus um you know this Miami Dolphins team. So I was very impressed with um with the second half. They they popped a couple on us inside, but most of the running stuff was outside. I mean, I think it's pretty safe to say that um that um we have we have solidified some things up the middle. Our linebacker play has been really, really good. And um Daquan coming back has really, really helped us on the inside on yeah. the defensive line. Um, and I'm gonna say something that I don't know if you've seen this. Um, this might be an unpopular opinion before we get to the injury report. You for, unpopular? Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Just um I I thought I thought that that uh I thought Vaughn looked I thought Vaughn looked better. I thought he had a little bit more of a step to him. I thought he got off the ball a little better. I th- I felt like he's I don't think he's back to Vaughn level, but I think he's definitely better than where he was a few weeks ago. I thought I saw some things out of him rushing the passer. He showed a little bit of flashes. Well, you have a little advantage. on, Like I said, you watched the all 22 and I didn't get a chance this week. Um, so I will take your, your word for it. I was a little frustrated that we didn't, I know Tua gets the ball out really fast. Um, but I was a little frustrated that we weren't getting to him um, a couple more times. So uh, I felt like every time we would just, almost get there it was like you know they say it's a game of inches like it would be we would be right there and then you know he would dump it off over the middle and we'd you know they'd have a 40 yard completion to the tight end so but i think we do i think we do a good job with Tua because Tua seems to be one of those quarterbacks and the way that offense is run to where they they kind of know where the ball's going before the ball's even snapped their pre-reads and the way they read stuff and the way they have things very much timing too yeah Yeah, very timing so our blitzes and some things gave him issues and when we get to him we tend to have success against them because of, of those timing issues but injury report for today um the team had a walkthrough practice uh this afternoon um josh allen was on there with his neck he was full go gabe davis did not participate i don't believe he will play this week um Deion dawkins he was limited with uh, his hand injury um just a ugly uh, mm-hmm. laceration of his finger um, he also was sick. He was limited. Tyrell Dotson was limited with the shoulder. Um, Rasul did not participate with the knee. I don't think we'll see him this week. We could, but I don't think we will. Leonard Floyd had a vet rest day, as did Vaughn. Um, DeMar was full. Um, Dante Hardy was out for personal reasons. Micah Hyde was full, even though he has on the list for a neck. Um, Ty Johnson, which by the way, we can talk about that non-targeting call. That's about yeah. textbook. Take that film to teams every right. year to show them what targeting is. Uh, he was limited with the concussion. Dawson was out sick and uh rap did not participate with a calf. So yeah. that's our injury report for today. And it's a lot um, longer than it was last week. I'll tell you that. Right. Right. So but uh, everyone, thank you for for mentioning that it was Dane. I knew I knew it was and I knew 25 was was T dot. <laughs> but um, it's literally all in the comment section. But I was still scrolled all the way up to the top of the comment section. So I wasn't looking at the I wasn't looking at the most current comments. So I was not paying attention to that. But thank you, everybody, for letting me know. Um, but yeah, it was just one of those. Uh, I'm getting old. Uh, situations, I guess. Well, you're not. But tell everybody the deal. I mean, you're not really here right now. You you're you're half you're halfway to the airport already. Yeah, I mean, uh, realistically, the last two days when I decided to change my flight uh, last night, 
it's just been crazy, you know, trying to get everything. I thought I had a whole extra, you know, 28 hours worth of, you know, time to get things done. So I, I tend to procrastinate a little bit, uh, you know, and I was home last week for the, for the game. So, you know, I wore, you know, not cold weather clothing. So, um, and this is a lot different this week going in, um, having Pittsburgh come into Buffalo. Um, it is supposed to be very cold. So, you know, we're talking wind chills in the single digits. Um, you know, you, you try to prepare for it, but it's sometimes it's really hard. So then you want layers and I'm like, I, I don't know. So I overpacked and then, you know, took some things out. And, the, um, so I have been rushing. I am, um, at eight 56, I looked at the clock and said, Oh crap, the show. And I went <laughs> over to the computer. Um, my suitcase is literally sprawled out with all my clothes hanging out of it. So yeah. Uh, like I've been running around a lot between, you know, between everything and I had a full slate of work today. So, um, it's been, you know, it's been a, an interesting day and a half since I decided to change. So uh, Sunday, one o'clock Eastern, noon Central, the Bills will take on the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, a Pittsburgh Steeler team that did win this past week over the Baltimore Ravens that rested most of their team um, with the Tennessee Titans winning against Houston. Um, the Titans then allowed the Steelers to get into, I'm sorry, over Jacksonville. They allow the Steelers to get in the playoffs. Mason Rudolph has been named the starter for this week. Um, he's playing well. He's got a quarterback rating of 118. Um, he is playing well, but then again, we've got Josh Allen as well. Najee Harris leads the way, rushing the ball for the Steelers. Um, James Cook for the for the Bills. And then, of course, George Pickens. They have not been great in the passing game this year. Um, Pickens, well, according to Pat McAfee, uh, you know, uh, he's Mason Rudolph is not far off from Josh. <laughs> Like, what are we doing here? Come on, Pat. Pat All right, go on. <laughs> you did see that that Aaron was back on today after he today, said that he was I, Like, I legit told everyone that knows, everyone's tweeting out yesterday, and sorry to interrupt. I know I keep on going on tangents, but everyone, you know, tweeted out yesterday that Pat McAfee kicked Aaron Rodgers <laughs> off of his show. And I'm like, guys, it's the end of the season. He very specifically said this is his last day of – um, the show because the season is over with like he was very specific in what he said and everyone's like no 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 it's the it's ESPN wants him off I was like he'll be back next season I was like and he'll probably be off in the he'll probably be back on in the off season on the YouTube portion where when he's you know on YouTube and not on ESPN I wasn't expecting the next day though like come on now and they they got a kick out of it they thought it was pretty funny <laughs> I actually thought it was pretty hilarious, but anytime anybody goes to ESPN like that, I, I don't have an issue with it. Um, offensively, the Buffalo Bills are dominant um, with the numbers. Um, you look at total yards, uh, Pittsburgh is 25th, 25th in passing yards. They are 13th in rushing yards, 27th in points scored, 22nd on third down. Bills have a superior advantage to them in offense. Bills 6th in total yards, 8th in passing yards. Uh, rushing yardage, their seventh point sixth. They are the number one team in the NFL in third down percentage at forty nine point eight. That is a Josh Allen statistic, if there ever was one. Um, the stuff that he can do on third down to keep plays extended. Defensively, Steelers known for their defense. Um, Bills actually, they they have all the advantage on the defense as well. Not as great as the offense, but uh, total yardage. Um, Pittsburgh's given up three hundred sixty yards a game. 
They've been up 227 passing, 115 rushing. Um, they are sixth in points allowed at 19.1, 21st in the league in third down percentage. Uh, Bills are eighth in yards, seventh passing yards, 16th, I'm sorry, 15th rushing yards, fourth in points scored or points allowed, excuse me, and they are 18th on third down uh, percentage. So numbers-wise, this should be a Bills game. This should be a Bills victory. Obviously, Pittsburgh, cold-weather town. You're not going to get that cold-weather advantage this weekend like you would against maybe a Miami or somebody else. But I think this game sets up well. It doesn't snow in Pittsburgh as much as it does in Buffalo, though. So we might have a little bit of that, you know, a little bit of that advantage if if there is one. But, um, you know, I honestly don't think Josh plays that well in snow. I think he plays well in everything else. Um, but you know, again, we don't have a lot to go on when it comes to snow. There's only been a couple of snow, you know, actual snow games, um, which a lot of people complained about their, their cleats that, um, that week. So I don't know if that was the the situation, but, um, but we get the lake effect snow off of, uh, you know, Lake Erie and Lake Ontario. So it gets really bad. Um, According to my uh, my my assistant, who I used to um, who I used to work with, my old assistant, uh, she grew up in Pittsburgh, and uh, she she says that that's not true, not nowhere near what it would does in uh, in in Buffalo and Rochester. I don't think any place in this country gets as much snow as Buffalo and Rochester, but no, I think you're right. I mean, Pittsburgh does not snow like it does in uh, in Buffalo. But Sarah, are you worried about this game being a typical? game for the bills where this is, I don't want to use the term trap game. It's not a trap game, but we, we talk about this team having the tendency to play down to its opponents. Um, I think this is a game that with TJ, with TJ Watt out of the game and, and a guy that for all intents and purposes was having a defensive MVP type of year with him out of the game. Is, is this a game where we should, we should be able to take care of this? Are we worried about the fact that we played it? We play to the level of who we're playing, and and you know Pittsburgh does have the ability to ugly things up, not unlike the Patriots did a few weeks ago. All of the above, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, you know, I hate to say it, but um, we could be taking on the Ravens this week, and I think I'd be less concerned than taking on the Steelers because I feel, you know. Like they're they're kind of maligned to the fact that the, the their season's over with and now TJ Watt's not playing and but number one the weather um you know it's always gonna cause it's always gonna be some type of factor uh, whether we want to say you know Josh can throw in this weather we know he can we know he can throw um you know but he can't throw in the wind Sarah well that that's the other narrative is can, you know <laughs> but can he throw in the wind um it, it, the how cold it's gonna be. All that stuff, it, it can still it can definitely play a factor. My more uh, main concern is the the kicking game. Um, if we have to punt the ball at all, that that ball's not going to go anywhere. Um, and if we have if we get in field goal range, whether or not that's going to you know, um, I think Bass is um, going to probably have uh, an issue with um, with his self esteem, you know, after kicking and and that those type of wins, especially in the stadium because they swirl. Um, but anyways, like, you know, like you said, uh, it's always a concern that we play down to our opponents. Um, the fact that Watt is not playing makes, you know, makes it even a little bit worse. Like, oh, well, you know, Watt's not playing. We're playing against, you know, Mason Rudolph. Um, 
But they, my biggest concern with them, and it's the same as it was a couple of years ago with Indianapolis, is their running game. Um, we have to definitely pay attention to that. I think if we, if that's the main focus, I think we can kind of handle everything else. Um, but I do think we need to make sure that we keep um, that tandem um, between uh, Jalen Warren and um, Najee. Like, Najee. I'm like, why did why did it escape my that's mind? Your you don't um, remember your, your your guy. That's your guy. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, I think that those are the two that we really got to worry about. Um, but you know, and then they, the, um, the tight ends, um, they, they have, uh, Darnell Washington, they have Friar, uh, Um, and Friar is back, right? He's, he's back from injury, I believe. So, yeah. um, just the, you know, those are the, you know, what I think we need to, to really kind of, uh, worry about um, Pickens goes off every couple of games and then you know disappears for a couple of games. So um, we'll see how how it all you know works out. I just want the team to go in there realizing that it's you know one and done if you don't get the the job done. Um, you know we used to have those those shirts um, not one and done. Um, so we just need to to you know to go in there and and play. You know I've. I, Part of me is also worried that like the emotions of beating the dolphins again, like, will that be in their heads? And, you know, we always have those um, emotional games and then, you know, we come back down to, um, to reality the next week. But I will say I'm very impressed that we did two weeks in a row between um, uh, Kansas city and Dallas um, back to back emotional, you know, emotionally tough games. Um, right. And we came out victorious. So I, you know, I, I'm hoping Josh says the team's ready. Jordan says the team's ready. They're all they're all very focused. I'm hoping that they are. And uh, you know, my uh my worries are just my worries because I have a little bit of PTSD when it comes to this team. Um, but I think that landing the two scene, I will say, um, other than you know, obviously Pittsburgh knows us well and they have a three-four defense. Those are two things that I hate. Um, because Josh, for some reason. Uh, seems to struggle a little bit uh, against the three, four defense. So um, those are kind of the two things. And we talked about that in the preseason when Pittsburgh, what did they score? Like 30, it was like 30 something to nothing. Granted it was preseason. I know it is. Um, But, you know, hopefully uh, the team can figure it out because I'll tell you what, if they lose against the seventh seed um, in the wild car round after winning five in a row, Everyone's losing their job. I, we, I, I totally believe everyone will lose their job. I, um, what's funny is the three-four defense is actually a better run-stopping defense than it is a pass-passing defense. Um, the three-four in its form, and especially the way the Steelers play it, they change a few things up, but it is a it is a much better um, run-stopping defense. But um, I wanted to bring this up earlier, and I didn't talk about it. Uh, Ralph Wilson Sr. brings it up. Jerry, how did Torrance look on the All-22? Will he handle Hayward this week? Torrance is in what they call his rookie slump, okay? And what I think people need to understand is these guys that are fresh out of college football that are starters in the National Football League, He's he if he was in college, he'd already be off for quite a while. They play a lot more games in the league with the preseason, with the regular season, and he is struggling a bit. Um, he's having some issues recognizing the blitz. Um, he's having issues. He had two, he gave up 
two sacks or one sack and one huge pressure, just not seeing the blitz properly and identifying linebackers to go to. Um, Joe and I were talking on, on uh, text during the game. Miami did a really good job of setting their front so that Mitch Morris and also Josh would slide or go away from Wilkins, who was one-on-one with Torrance, and he had a hard time with Torrance. The thing about this week that's different, playing a 3-4, and he asks about will he be able to handle Hayward, Hayward's going to be head up on, on Mitch Morris, and it's going to be an all-day an all day battle for him because I think Hayward still, even at the age he's, he's at, it's still one of the premier nose guards in the league. So Torrance is going to be uncovered. So I think this is one of those games that's really good for McGovern. I think McGovern's an incredibly athletic lineman. He's uncovered. He gets to, to shuffle over, set some double teams, do some different things with his feet. You'll probably see the Bills utilize some uh, pin and pull stuff this week with Mitch Morris pulling and uh, McGovern or Torrance blocking down. But um, no, um, Torrance has been struggling. Um, of all the guys up front, he's been having the toughest time over the last two to three weeks. And is it ability? No, it's not ability. It's the fact that he's kind of hit that rookie wall and he's just going to have to work through it. So hopefully uh, this will be a week where he, he yeah. can work through it. But yeah, Sarah, you text, And you texted me on, on Sunday about yeah. um, that. And I was like, I feel like two of Josh's sacks were because of, uh, of McGovern and yeah. or not McGovern uh, because of Osiris. And you said yeah. um, that I was right. So, <clears throat> yo, you're definitely right. And the thing about him is in the run game, if he gets his hands on you, I mean, he physically mauls you. And I've talked about it before on the show. <laughs> I love the tandem of him and Brown. I think it's two old school maulers. It's old style linemen. Those are the types of guys I like. Um, Dion playing at that level this year. Um, obviously Mitch, very, very accomplished center, very, very good center, a technician, maybe not at this point in his career, that physical mauler. And then McGovern, who is kind of the anti Bills lineman right now, the guy that is just so good and so fluid athletically. But um, no, you see this group definitely playing well, you know, week after week, but they do need to clean some things up. Blitz identification is one of those. And Torrance needs to get through this 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 rookie lull, and we'll be okay. Real quick before we get out of here, um, Sarah had sent me a deal, and um, Sarah loves picking games. She loves picking games. She loves all that stuff, and she sent me a deal. Uh, predict the playoffs, and so um, we wanted to talk about that a little bit and kind yeah. of give our predictions. Uh, you'll like Sarah's predictions a lot more than you'll like mine. Well, at least and you I, like mine all the way till okay. the, till the and I'm, I'm gonna pre- I'm gonna preface this by <laughs> saying this is not necessarily what I want to happen every round. Right. Um, you'll say, "What are you talking about?" Considering I have you know the bills at the end. Um, but yeah, so but there are teams. I um I'm very much rooting for Detroit. Um, whether or not they could, uh, you know, I, I wish that they weren't going against the Rams the first round, but. I'm very much rooting for Detroit um, on the the NFC um, and on the AFC. Like, you know, I if it wasn't the the Bills, I'd kind of want it to be Houston. Um, but I feel like Houston's going to get knocked out in the first round. But um, just quickly before I um, I proceed, uh, uh, Ray had put up here Ray Collins on uh, no seventh scene has won a playoff game. I heard is that true? Since the seven seeds been, um, you know, been enacted, I think it was about six years ago. They're zero and six. 
Okay. So, um, you know, let's let's not make this a first. <laughs> let's not make this a first. Exactly. All right, let's do the wild card round first, right. and I'll go through I'll go through mine real quick. Um, we'll I'll do we'll just we'll each of us will go through both sides the American Conference and National Conference, but um, on the American side, um, Pittsburgh number seven Pittsburgh versus Buffalo. I like the Bills. I like the Kansas City Chiefs over the Dolphins. I like the Browns over the Houston Texans on the uh, on the uh, national side. I like the Cowboys beating Green Bay. I think that Detroit is a great story. This is where you and I differ a little bit. I think Detroit's a great story. I think Los Angeles is going to give them fits. I like the L.A. Rams uh, beating Detroit in Detroit. And I can't even believe I'm saying this, and it's probably because, you know, my other team is this team. And if Baker didn't have bad ribs right now, I'd probably go to Tampa Bay. But I am going to pick the absolutely dismal, um, just flop fraud of a team, the number five seeded Eagles over Tampa Bay this weekend uh, in the wild card division. What yeah, we're not we're not too far off. I think it was just the the one game. So, um, you know, Bills Steelers. I picked the Bills. Dolphins uh, Chiefs. I picked the Chiefs. Um, I think that game is going to be very interesting, um, and I can't wait to see them kind of pick each other apart. Um, Cleveland and Houston. I picked the Browns. I just think that they're on a high right now. Um, I don't think it's going to last long. But I will tell you this, if Houston pulls out that victory, I will be extremely excited for that team. Um, I think that uh, uh, Ryan's is one of the, the best coaches, maybe the coach of the year right now, um, yep. for what he's done with that that squad. So um, Green Bay versus Dallas, I have Dallas. LA versus Detroit, I have Detroit. Um, again, just a you know feel-good story. I, I think probably from – Last year, watching Hard Knocks, I kind of fell in love with Detroit a little bit. Um, so kind of like watching them succeed. Um, and then I have Philadelphia over Tampa Bay. Uh, all right, divisional round. Um, I will say, I, I, I will say this. You know, a lot of people on the board are talking about, um, you know, Miami being the team that can go up there and 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 upset Kansas City. Um, as much as you can say that and you can talk about that Kansas city offense, that Kansas city defense is top three in the league. I mean, they're playing at an unbelievable clip. So that's kind of why I took that. Yeah. And, they uh, took a week off though as well. So they're, they're getting healthy. I think that the first half might look like it's in Miami's favor, but yeah. I think that the second half is when um, Kansas city will settle in a little bit. Um, I, you know, I think that uh, that's when we'll, we'll start to see, um, Mahomes is probably going to go off in the second half and I, him and Kelsey are probably tired of the, the, the narratives about right. them too. I just don't see Mahomes allowing, um, himself to be kicked out of the playoffs in the first round. Um, I agree. With that said, I wish it could end in a tie cause I can't stand <laughs> both teams. Um, uh, but I'll tell you what, right now the, the freaking dolphins fan base, um, I would, I just, kind of want to shut them up so to be honest with you like and to say that they're worse right now than the Chiefs fan base um it, it's true uh, and and that's not to say that I haven't met some really cool Chiefs fans when I go to games that I have but um I'm just so over Dolphins fans right now um so yeah I hope uh I hope they they go 24 years without a um <laughs> playoff win uh divisional playoff rounds in the American side um, I like the uh, Baltimore Ravens 
beating the Cleveland Browns. I do think the Cleveland Browns could be possibly maybe that spoiler team because they're playing so well defensively, but I do like Baltimore winning that game. I like our Buffalo Bills beating Kansas City in Orchard Park. Um, I like San Francisco beating Los Angeles. And unfortunately, I will take the Cowboys, puke, hack, barf, beating the hapless Eagles um, in that divisional in that divisional playoff series. Yeah. Well, because we picked differently on the NFC side, the way that they're matched up is different. So I have the Eagles against the 49ers. 49ers destroyed the Eagles earlier in the uh, yes. in the, uh, the season. And I don't think the Eagles have gotten better. I think they've gotten worse. So 49ers will, um, I think, will continue um, their streak uh, against the Eagles. And I have Detroit beating Dallas. Um, I just feel like they're a good matchup. Um, they're both very offensive, you know, offensive teams. And then they have a couple of good players on on defense. I feel like um, Dallas defense, though, is kind of all or nothing. Um, they either, um, you know, have one of those games where, you know, they're having pick sixes and, um, you know, and doing really well or they're giving up a lot of points. So I picked Detroit in that game. Um, on the AFC side, I have uh, Baltimore beating Cleveland now. Again, not what I want to happen. I would love Cleveland to uh, to beat Baltimore. And I think if any team uh, could go into Baltimore and kind of pick them apart in the yep. in their first round, um, it would be Cleveland. So. You know, it'll be an interesting game, but I still think um, Baltimore uh, pulls it off. And I have the Bills beating Kansas City. I think that if Kansas City comes into Buffalo, there's absolutely no chance that that this team allows Kansas City to beat us in the playoffs again, especially at home. I And I, I hope I'm not, you know, saying that with, uh, you know, and jinxing our team, but come on now. <laughs> um, conference championships. Um... This is where we differ. Um, I just, I really like Baltimore. I think Baltimore wins at home against Buffalo. I think Baltimore is just a, a, a very, very good overall team. I think talent wise, they are loaded. I think defensively, they assert themselves. They play physical. It's the kind of defense that gives Buffalo fits. Um, I like Baltimore um, beating Buffalo in the conference championship round, and then I like San Francisco beating the Cowboys. Um, in the cha- in the conference championship round on the national side, which sets up on my bracket anyway, a Baltimore San Francisco Super Bowl. Boo! Just joking. Um, <laughs> I of course have the Bills beating Baltimore. Um, I have watched the Bills beat Baltimore four out of the last five times. I think it, 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 it's somewhere around there. And I granted, I know it's a very different team, very different circumstances. Um. I think if we go back to the AFC championship, uh, it will, um, I think Josh can, I, I just feel like Josh can outscore, um, Lamar. And I think Lamar is a, you know, is a freak. I I honestly do. Um, but I feel like our defense, um, plays well against that type of, of quarterback. So, um, we'll see how, how it all plays out. I honestly think that it could be flipped though. It could be Buffalo against Cleveland in Buffalo AFC championship, still same end result bills in the super bowl. I am going to speak it into existence. Um, and then on the other side, I have 49ers, uh, beating the Detroit lions. I don't see anyone on in the NFC right now that can, can kind of match up with a healthy 49ers team. So, um, 
to be honest with you, I don't see anyone in the AFC. I think 49ers are the best team in the NFL. Um, and you know, but you play the game for a reason. Um, so it's, you know, whoever comes out best that day and gets some, uh, luck going their way too. So, uh, bills and 49ers let's go. All right. I think that, um, we're down to that and in my side of it, um, I think they've been a team of destiny all year and, um, I've got the 49ers winning the Super Bowl over the Baltimore Ravens. And Sarah, who do you got? Well, I want to say I have the Bills over the 49ers. <laughs> um I have to see I have to I have to see the Bills play in the in the playoffs. I'm like if I'm gonna be honest here, I you know I'll Oh, that's right. You didn't you didn't take that's right, I forgot. You didn't pick that game. I did, you didn't. Yeah, I didn't pick it. Um because, like I said, I think the 49ers are the best team in the NFL. But you play the game for a reason. And the Bills tend to show up against those really good teams. Um, I agree with I just, that. Yeah, I just don't see where the 49ers have a hole. I really, I don't. I, like, I just don't see where they, um, where they have an issue. Other than maybe a little bit in the secondary. Um they're not as strong as they are on, you know, obviously on, on the lines, uh, on both lines, um, offensive and defensive. Um, so I just, you know, but Josh likes that Josh, <laughs> Josh likes going against those top defenses. So, um, and we've seen that several times, you know, even just earlier in the season, um, Miami was, you know, ranked number one defense and they came into Buffalo and we put what 48 up on them. So, um, I'd love to say that the Bills can beat the 49ers. I don't know if this the the Bills team that we've seen on and off this season, it depends on which one comes to play. I think this is the year and I look at the American football the AFC and I just don't see uh, even even Baltimore. I mean, as much as I like Baltimore and I haven't gone to the Super Bowl, as much as I like Baltimore, I even see I, I don't necessarily I would not be shocked if they lose before they get to the Super Bowl. I think the AFC is wide open. I really do. Um, I don't think people want to play Buffalo. I don't think they want to play Josh Allen. I think they see the way the Bills have persevered through adversity. I think the way they see how this team is playing at this present moment. And I'm just telling you, Josh does do one thing. He scares defense coordinators because there is no play that's ever just dead with him. I mean, he can make plays where other quarterbacks have no chance of making plays. So this is a year I can see them making that run. Um, I just I just really like John Harbaugh. I just really like the Baltimore organization. I like the way they draft. I like the team that, the teams they put together. My preference is what I like out of a football team is what Baltimore is. And um, so that's why I've, I've chose Baltimore. But if the Bills get to the Super Bowl, it would not shock me because this is one of those years where I just think things are wide open. But on the other side of it, I just – as good as the Cowboys can play, as good as some of these other teams can play, the Niners are the cream of the crop. And just week in and week out, they just physically mash people. So so a few years ago, we were the three seed. And I said, you know how much easier it is for the two seed to make it through um, because of matchups? Um and that that's exactly what's happening this year with the Dolphins and um and the 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 Chiefs matching up three six. So 
one of them is going to get knocked out, which makes me very happy. Um, I feel bad for the the fourth seed because, uh, you know, the when the fourth seed has to take on the fifth seed, most of the time the fifth seed's better than, you know, sometimes the third and fourth seed. It just so happens that we were all 11 and six, um, except for the Ravens. So um, we're all very much evenly matched. Um, it's hard to I, I can't believe I'm saying that because we were at one point six and six. Um, but uh, but yeah, John put up here, um, you know, we haven't played our best ball yet. And I agree with that. I think we've had a couple of really great games, um, but I don't think they've been complete games. I don't think they've been. Um, even the Dolphins game in the beginning of the season, I think was a great game, um, but it wasn't, you know, the best game that, you know, I've, I've seen better out of this team. Um, and the, the Washington game, that was very much a defensive game um, for us. Not, uh, not the off the offense wasn't really on, even though we scored, you know, 30 something points, the offense wasn't really clicking uh, to that level. So um I can see it. And, and we, we looked really good against Dallas. Um, but I still don't think it was our best game, which goes to show you, we, we play really good against, um, you know, we're five and one against playoff teams. We have the best record against playoff teams this, uh, this year. Um, but that goes to, then it makes you think, well, that means, you know, they lost, uh, five more games against non-playoff teams. So, um, right. when you're, when you're going up against somebody like Pittsburgh, who, only got in because, you know, one team won and another team lost, um, you know, makes it a little hard to, to be too confident right away. So, well, hey, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, folks. You're heading up to Orchard Park. If you're up there, be careful this weekend. Don't be stupid. Um, watch the weather. Enjoy the game. Enjoy a Bills victory. Uh, we'll be back next week, Wednesday night, 9 Eastern, 8 Central. Um, Hopefully is- moving on to uh, – the divisional round. Yep. Hopefully moving on divisional round. She's Sarah Christine. If you're out of bound Buffalo tomorrow, you might see her. Um, I'm the big O Jerry Ostrowski. It's cold and rainy outside here, folks. We're it's already cold and rainy too. It's only 62 degrees here in Fort Lauderdale. Did you just say it's only 62 degrees? It's only 62 degrees here in Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> okay. We're, we're going to end on that again. I'm the big O she's Sarah Christine. And um, yeah. as always folks, one love and go bills. Go bills. Hey, football fans, the season is here. So you know that means family, football, and food. But for the NFL's best fan base, it can't be just any food. Bill's Mafia only eats the best during the season. And the best is Picasso's Pizza. With four great locations in Western New York, it's so easy to treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day. Picasso's. We are Buffalo Pizza. Shipping local and nationwide. Order online at picassospizza.net.